That's a good question. Do you feel safe? Do you feel safe in a Biden-Harris administration that is clearly just enriching themselves? That is a question you must ask yourself. It is the most corrupt move ever. What they are doing is despicable. They simply own you. And the faster you realize it, the faster you can fix it. Now, a lot of people don't seem to understand that ever since the corporate media and the corporations forced our elected officials, our government to accept who they claim is the president of the United States, they have been coming in so quick. So fast, so fast. They have been coming in fast and hard to enter every single facet of our government operations. They are enriching themselves. They have moved it along and (laughs) we let them. Mm, No, I didn't. I guess you did. All these years, more than half of you. They've not even bothered with politics. People were involved with politics while President Trump was acknowledged as the president, right? Acknowledged. And we can see a big difference in the way he was treated. Let me remind you of a dentist appointment. Now that's how our military treats a president. And that is the difference between a president and a faux president. The respect, the power, and the fact that we felt safe. Hmm. Something we don't have right now. This administration is not making anyone feel safe. In fact, it's doing just the opposite. Just the opposite. Because they can. Because what are you going to do? They have the megaphone. What are you going to do? They're going to put the boot on your face and that's when you wake up. And I'm not speaking to all of you because there's only a handful of you that really understand. It is really bad. 
This administration has not only bullied themselves in there with the use of the corporations that have pushed the, their way in there, but they're all in it to enrich themselves. You are no longer the consumer. You are the one being consumed. COVID. Ah, that. I was so excited to see someone say it. I was so excited to see someone say it. And I will put it on the screen. There we go. That, in fact, my friends, is what COVID stands for. Let me make it a little bit clearer. Now, how does that look? I was so proud to see someone post this on my own Facebook page. COVID, certificate of vaccination ID. COVID, think about it. Coronavirus COVID. Coronavirus COVID. What, which one does it, how do you get coronavirus from COVID? You see? The whole point of this sham was to put you on the books. And you'll be very disappointed when you see just how hard and fast they've come in. And how unfortunate it is that the president has been getting some really bad advice. Okay, so I'll show you how long we've been saying this. I found an old video. I did post it on um, Telegram for you guys to get a refresher. But we knew about these elections. We knew how they were going to come at the elections. We knew how they were going to take it. Why? Because they killed someone who actually had that information. Here we go. Here's a report from, wait, let me check from when. January 6, 2020. Okay, here we go. Remember that footage of my phone being remotely controlled and hacked? Well, let's take a closer look. But this time, let's actually see what the conversation was, who it was with, to see what the hacker seems to be so interested in. What would anyone care about what Tori and I are communicating about in private conversations? To go so far as to hack my phone? Why did they come to me now, three years later? I think I was pretty vocal. I heard the audio the day Seth Rich died. I repeat, I heard it. Why you come to me now? Three years later, why? Oh. It's because of the election fraud. It's because I told the world what you didn't want them to know. Oh, that. Well, that certainly explains why Tory received a subpoena in regards to a certain murdered DNC staffer. The DNC server debacle was never about Hillary or Podesta's emails, though those emails definitely revealed corruption and evil within the Democrat Party leadership at the time. The media's hyper focus on the emails actually serves as cover. You think it's just emails that a server holds on to? Come on, guys. It's got software programs. It's got firewalls, it's got passwords, it's got documents, it's got PDFs, it's got spreadsheets, 
It's got links to banking stuff. It's got links to how do you deploy stuff, deploying, how to meddle with elections, deploying algorithms. A lot of that stuff is currently with a grand jury. And the only reason I had tangible was because I sent that off to a acting attorney, um, General Whitaker, later. I'm pretty sure that the evidence or documents you seek are attached to the Awan case. The real discovery was apparently election meddling software, memorandums of understanding, and commitments with other nations, collusion, bribes, and other nefarious activity, such as folders labeled insurance. In order to understand what really happened and how it pertains to these current events, we must first go back in time. On February 12, 2016, InfoWars reporter Richard Reeves filed a report where a Democrat superdelegate, Bob Mulholland, admitted on camera that the fix was in for Hillary Clinton. Hillary is going to have a huge edge when it comes to superdelegates. Is that correct? Oh, yeah. March 1st is Super Tuesday. At the end of the day, you will see that Hillary has the most delegates of regular people from caucuses like Iowa, from New Hampshire primaries, uh, Nevada, South Carolina, and then all those states on March 1st. So it wasn't a surprise that on Super Tuesday of 2016, Hillary Clinton won the Democrat primary. Big, big delegate day for Hillary Clinton. 449 delegates so far, still counting to just 273 for Bernie Sanders. So if you look overall, she is starting to build up a serious lead over Bernie Sanders. It'll be very hard. Has a bigger lead right now than Barack Obama had. However, this is where the DNC insider who leaked the mirrored copy of the DNC server comes into play. Allegedly, this DNC staffer knew that the DNC had stolen the primary from Sanders and might have been upset. We have won, at this point, 45% of pledge delegates, but we have only earned 7% of super delegates. So I just wanted to say, <laughs> I have been quite vocal about the software on election machines and the way elections are counted and done. This isn't news. Dominion isn't news, right? All of them, ESNS, Dominion, Smartmatic, Heart Inner Civic, you name it, they got the same damn code sitting in that trap door that's supposed to be offering you privacy. In fact, it encrypts your vote and decrypts it. But what they don't tell you is that within that encryption and decryption, right, it also gives instructions on how to decrypt. So it'll say, one for Bernie means 1.5 for Hillary Clinton. That's how it is. All of them. Every single one of them. Now, why am I bringing this up? I'm just showing you that this information, they already knew. So while all of you put all your, you know, uh, eggs in the basket of former Trump administration persons, I'm going to tell you they misadvised them too. I'm going to show you that they all made some good money from this. And I'm going to show you just how deep this rabbit hole goes. I'm going to take you up the pyramid so you can see just a few more. I introduce you to the Tr Truman National Security Institute slash project slash whatever you want to call it. It's the same thing. But the frogs, 
that are located in these machines are exactly the same too. And then you have to think, where's all the cybersecurity coming from? All these people are supposed to be doing such good. Well then, for every single action, there is always an equal and opposite reaction. While the president was advised, hey, they're spying on you. Hey, this is happening. The president focused on getting all the little snitches and all the bad people out of the FBI and CIA and DNI, NSA, you name it. But the ones that were really in charge were left alone. And that all started with, hey, President Trump, someone's spying on you. I'm here to help. (laughs) See, for every effective PSYOP, for every effective operation, You have to make it look like there's two sides. Just like they make it look like there's two sides on the political spectrum. When in fact, it's just one. For them, for us, the people, it should always be one. And that's us. So I'm going to show you how smart people enrich themselves with a shit ton of money. But before I do that, let's just watch a little bit more of this. So in other words, the way the system works is you have establishment candidates who win virtually all of the superdelegates. It makes it hard for insurgent candidacies like ours to win. Hey, what's not to be upset about the realization that your elections are rigged? At the helm of this alleged primary election meddling was none other than former DNC chairman Debbie Washerman Schultz. I I mean, Bernie Sanders is wrong because we have had these rules in place since 1984 and we have two types of delegates we have the delegates that are pledged that are elected by you know voters or that represent voters based on the outcome and then we have party leaders and other elected officials who have been in the trenches for a long time and who have a role appropriately so in choosing our party's nominee and it's important to note that the unpledged delegates or super delegates have never played a role in actually selecting our party's nominee who resigned from her position after WikiLeaks began publishing what a DNC staffer had allegedly leaked to them. The chair of the DNC, Congresswoman Debbie Wasserman Schultz, has announced her resignation. It comes after those leaked DNC emails. Bernie Sanders supporters say the emails prove the party favored Hillary Clinton all along. Allegedly, it was in March that a DNC staffer started mirroring a copy of the DNC server. This individual was apparently trying to get evidence of the DNC stealing the primary from Sanders ahead of the Democratic National Convention in an attempt to save elections and democracy. By the end of March, beginning of April, the DNC knew their server had been mirrored. But by who? The law firm Perkins Coy, which is really indistinguishable from the DNC, blocked the FBI from getting the DNC server. And we can assume it's because there was incriminating evidence on the server. So they activated their assets and hired both Fusion GPS and CrowdStrike for damage control. They needed to find out who mirrored the DNC server and how. What they obtained from the server and stop it from being leaked. 
When we discovered the intrusion, we treated this like the serious incident it is and reached out to CrowdStrike immediately. Our team moved as quickly as possible to kick out the intruders and secure our network. At the beginning of April, the Dems were certain Trump was behind it because CrowdStrike loaded software onto the server to determine where the hack came from. It's the ability to rapidly install our technology. You see the tip of the breach being the endpoint. That's where the data uh, resides, the servers, the endpoints, the desktops, and that's what we're protecting. Only to discover it was a physical breach taken directly from the server, not a hack. They didn't yet know if it was a breach. They asked us to come in and evaluate. And within 24 hours, we were able to ascertain with our software deployed on all their machines. Still under the impression that Trump was behind the physical breach of the server, Fusion GPS started the oppositional research dossier as part of the parallel construction to get a FISA warrant on Trump. In this case, you know, a dossier on Donald Trump, um, probably the DNC has more information in its uh, files on its servers than any other organization that's been researching Donald Trump for an hour, uh, for, for a year, pardon me. Even though the spying on his campaign was already taking place to justify setting up the June 9th meeting at Trump Tower to see if they could find out which of Trump's people did it and how much they knew. The big question tonight is what did the president know about the meeting here at Trump Tower and where you see you are right over the target. Now that we've put more light on this, we can get into why the DNC stole the primary from Bernie, why Hillary Clinton had to win the 2016 election at any cost, and why Donald Trump becoming president had to be stopped before he found out their dirtiest secret. But that's not the dirtiest secret. So today I'm going to take you on a journey to see exactly how they are making bank on you. Now, we spoke about uh, Ron Klain, right? We spoke about Ron Klain. Uh, we spoke about a lot of things. I actually found John Brennan's new company that everyone was talking about in 2020 um, because they got careless. Same players, same players, same players. Damn. It's like they don't care that you find them. <laughs> yeah, they don't care. So there's this company called Jacobs, right? Jacobs owns a lot of things. Oh, man, billions of dollars in contracts. I want to share this with you because I want to show you how this all started and how they all work together. <laughs> and then we're like, Patriot. And it's like, no, you got duped. Jacobs, an IronNet Cybersecurity Inc. form a partnership to offer collective cyber defense capabilities. Basically, they were bought out and their debt was paid, so they worked together. And this happened in March of 2021. Funny thing is that IronNet Security, right, got over $5 million in a small business loan, right, to help during the COVID crisis less than a year ago before their debt was paid and they were paid. So it's kind of interesting, if you ask me, how this combined work is. Now, that's not Brennan's company. Don't get me wrong. It's not Jacob's. 
But Jacobs did buy a company that was bought by Jacobs in order to give him U.S. standing. And I'm not going to reveal the company yet. But you know what's funny? Symbolism is totally their downfall. So I'm just telling you it's linked to this, but it's not direct. I just wanted to show you how things work. So if I'm President Trump and I was just elected, and for some unforeseen reason, some divine intervention happened where they couldn't deploy any interference in the algorithms during the elections. Therefore, I won, sort of fair and square, because he won by a landslide. Hillary Clinton did not even get the popular vote. That is a lie. They just were disabled to be able to do what they did with the Biden, uh, you know, thing where they would like pause it, break it, change it, alter it. But you know what? They used it as their advantage. They were like, we're going to piss people off so bad that they're going to pour out into the streets. They're going to take their guns. There's going to be bloodshed. We're going to collect everybody's guns and we're going to stick them in a hole and say, we're not going to have this again because we're the righteous government and you need to shut up. They were hoping on that, but that didn't happen. Right. Because we're a little bit more level headed gun owners or responsible gun owners. We don't just go on shootouts, but they wanted that. So they use that to their advantage. Why? Well, it all started in November when President Trump got a visit. He got a visit to be told that, um, you know, he's being spied on. Now, this could have been totally random, right? This is where you always have faith that it's totally random. But the one thing that's not random is what ensued later. Right. So what ensued later, a couple of years later, makes me wonder and cock my head and say, well, that's funny. That seems super bizarre. So this is uh, the company IronNet. They do cybersecurity. Uh, their leadership team ranges from all these nice little people. Right. And then their board of directors. So interesting. Keith Alexander, Don Dixon, Mike McConnell, Mike Rogers, you know, Mike McConnell, former director of national intelligence, former director of national security under Obama and all of them, of course, uh, former chairman and house permanent select committee on intelligence. Mike Rogers. We have Kleiner Perkins, managing partner. We have the chairman of the Institute of the study of war. We've got general Keene, right? A former vice chief of staff for the U S army. We also have Andre, and Jen Jing, Vice Admiral, former Deputy Chief of Naval Operations Information Warfare and Director of Naval Intelligence, U.S. Navy. Shoot. Look at all these people. They just got a big, fat $5.6 million small business loan, right? They got it. They got it. They're going after little guys, but they got it. Right. They got five point six million. And within a year, they were bought out by Jacobs. Less than a year, less than a year of getting that loan, less than a year because they got the loan it was awarded to them in April of 2020. They were bought out February, March of 2020. This is fraud. This is fraud. This is how these guys got millions of dollars in their pocket. <laughs> See, this is what they do. They go to good people. They drop off information. Oh, so accidentally they see it. It's kind of like the stuff I used to do when I wanted other nations to do what we wanted. And I was in within their ranks. I would drop off magazines on pages reflecting, I don't know, pom-poms, 
right? And then in the printer, I would forget pictures of pom-poms. And then I would um, have a video clip um, when they'd be playing on YouTube. I'd make sure that YouTube was showing them pictures of pom-poms in an advertisement. So that way, subliminally, they had already been primed to accept pom-poms. Then when we came in for the kill and said, hey, want to buy some pom-poms? They're like, you know what? Sure. I'd love that. Without even knowing. That's exactly how real reality hackers work. They give little and little and they prime you for it. So for the past four years, you have been primed. And unfortunately, the president of the United States, President Trump, uh, was primed to not see how they were infiltrating. Misspoke? I don't know. Infiltrating. That's a new word. Tori just made that up. So I'm going to give you a hint. No, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm not. Actually, I'm going to see Millie tomorrow and I'm going to see how we can get this going really, really quick. The bottom line is these people have infiltrated every single rank, every single facet. And I'll tell you how. So we spoke about Ron Klain, right? Let me show you who this Ron Klain dude really is. Okay. Cause I don't think a lot of you get it. I still have people saying, what about the children? Uh, dude, you're not going to fix the children problem. You have these people infiltrating every single facet of our government. There's nothing you can do right now. If you're focusing your energy on that, you're fucked. There's nothing you can do, but I'm focusing on the fact of that you're not going to get anything done. They are in charge. They are everywhere. They are making money everywhere. So what you have to do is go for them. It looks pretty overwhelming, but I guarantee you on this that nothing is impossible. So here's Ron Klain's uh, jobs. These are his jobs. This is what he did for a living. Let's see. I told you about this, but here he is working in the judiciary. It was starting from the late 80s, 90s. Senate Judiciary Committee. He was chief of staff for the Office of the Attorney General under Clinton. He was um, chief of staff for the vice president under Clinton. He then went into private sector, Melvenny, lobbying, of course. Then he went into Revolution LLC, which he still had up until 2020. I don't, oh, there, he starts off again. He co-founded that with Steve Case. And then he went back into government where he was working as chief of staff in the vice president's office. Well, the, the these are all, these are all, um, uh, so weird. I'm just going to say it's so weird just to keep it case holdings. Well, Steve case and him founded revolution LLC. So I guess he was working with him lobbying and doing some stuff. Then he went in to the white house in 2014, 2015 as the Ebola czar. Then he worked with revolution skull, higher ground labs, Biden for president. Now he's the chief of staff at the White House. What? Now, if you look at these firms, Revolution, Skull, Higher Ground, you're going to come up with even more venture capital firms. Crazy capital firms. Yeah, Steve Case of AOL. Correct. Crazy capital firms. We're talking Pine. We're talking BlackRock. We're talking Blackstone. We're talking Rosanica. We're talking all of them. And they're all in bed together, every single one of them. And it's like, what's happening? 
they're making a ton of money off of you, a ton of money off of you. They don't care about you. They are making a ton of money off of you. That is what is happening. There is no way you can't see this. I mean, it's so blatant. There's no way you can't see this. It's so blatant. They have infiltrated every facet. Kamala Harris, Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, Ron Klain. We're talking his staff. All you have to do, and I said this before, is follow the money. Follow the money. And it's as if sometimes I feel like I'm talking to a wall, but indeed, this will, uh, you know, be the way you're going to find everything. The Soros Foundation, we had reported how they gleefully stated that Mr. Soros, they got about $4 million from the Open Society Foundation. Well, the thing is, Open Society was giving money to pro-Biden super PACs like Priorities USA like American Bridge, Unite the Country. That's $55 million they pumped into Biden's pro-Biden things. That's how you buy elections. They got into um, Black Pack, Sunrise Movement. They were spending so much money, so much money. And, uh, they were all 501c3s, 501c4s. Six, se- uh, 1630 was another one. Um, that doesn't even disclose their donor names, but it was damn Soros. Okay. All of them, even Politico had reported back in 2019 that 1630 got $137 million from undisclosed sources. Again, this links back to who? Hmm. <sighs> I feel sometimes, you know, that remember Daniel Jones? who created the Penn Quarterly Group. I feel sometimes that I circle back so many times to things that I've written and I can't help but feel that, um, you know, there is no honest media out there. There is no honest media. It's disgusting. There is no honest media at all. $33 million was one of the largest donation a company that is tax exempt called 1630 got out of the $137 million. And apparently it came from their parent nonprofit called the new venture fund. Want to guess who else is part of this new damn venture fund? Oh my gosh. That's what's crazy. We've got generals. Goes back to Arabella Network, another democratic pack. It's the most insane thing. The most insane thing. I mean, how is this even allowed? This is emoluments on steroids. They thought they had President Trump locked in. Where are the people in the House and the Senate filing these cases? Where are they to break up this Rico Suave? This is the biggest, biggest point of infiltration ever. And it started with one guy focusing on the corruption 
and chasing their tail. Listen, bottom line is he didn't have to talk about it. He could have just acted and fired them all. But instead, we responded. Instead, we ate into it. Instead, our president was focused on that because they kept hog tying him because he fought back. It was like quicksand. See, if he had a Tory under his desk, Tory would have said, fire the fuck out of everyone. Tell him I don't care what you have to say. The media is not going to have anything to report on. That's what I would have said. And then I would have perp walked every single one of them because I know the way they work. And the thing is, no matter how much mitigation is done by people, by reporters, by investigative journalists or whistleblowers like me and Patrick, unfortunately, (laughs) they will ensure that we are silenced. They are ensuring that we are silenced at all times. They psyop the whole world for an ID. Do you remember the last time you were psyoped and you forfeit all your rights to privacy? Yeah, that was 9-11. This is the same thing. They're psyoping you to get your DNA code on file. 9-11 was the first time. This, the certificate of vaccination ID, is the second time. This is where you forfeit your most precious identification ever. Your DNA. Your DNA. And this is exactly what was done. The vaccine, it's just a kicker for them. (laughs) A lot more fun to control the size of the population. We could talk about Pine Island Capital Partners that actually help fund that $33 million into this uh, charity that doesn't have to disclose anybody, right? It was actually formed in part by Secretary Blinken, who is Secretary Blinken and Michelle Flournery. And they were acting as a venture capital firm that um, lobbies for companies in the defense sector. He has now gotten all these people that have funded, that have funded the election theft into his office. And they're all making a shit ton of money out of it. You think they're not going to force you to get a COVID passport? You think because the law stand, what did they say? Oh, well, that has to start with the, yeah, it has to start with the private companies because we have tools in office. Like I even saw my response from the AG saying, well, we're not going to let it happen in federal and state places. No, you're not. But I want you to enforce the freaking state laws to make sure that Walmart can't do it and Starbucks can't do it. Because if they try it, they can't do business here. You know, it is so disgusting to see it. Did you know that in 2013, Spark Cognition received $163 million from Verizon Ventures and Boeing and March Capital? And they made a shit ton of profit from one of their major companies. Do you know who that is? Talked about it a lot. It's that Ukrainian company, Crowd Freaking Strike. This has been their plan all along. Uh, You know, super whistleblower, been saying this all along, and I've just been getting roadblocked and roadblocked and roadblocked and roadblocked. Well, here it is. You guys need to chip into this. This has been a long-standing plan to take away your freedom on paper. On paper. This is what is disgusting. On paper. Spark cognition. Stop. Pine Island. Stop. All of these 
freaking clowns are now in the cabinet. Emoluments clause, hello, domestic and foreign. Hello, can we get this going? Can we start moving along? It's so insane. Did you know that Biden's energy pick, right, energy pick, she spent $60 million lobbying to elect Biden, $60 million to influence our elections, and now she gets to be his energy. Damn. It's like, how much more blatant do they have to do? Do they have to wear a sign for you, for you to see it? Because, you know, I've been very patient with the media and these so-called, I'm like so for the people, I'm a patriot and I decode and I don't know all my stuff. And I got super insiders, let me tell you. You got nothing. Your insiders have been outsiders for a very long time. Because the inside information you give is not really inside information. It's bullshit. Okay, this is real inside information. This is information where they all sat down and they're going to get each other done together. So Granholm raised a shit ton of funds to influence our election. Sixty million dollars. She bought herself a seat in his cabinet. Do you see how that works? You could buy yourself a seat in the cabinet because you can't. American Bridge, 21st century. She was the senior advisor and the media watchdog. You mean censorship and spent $60 million censoring people to influence the election. But yet we had the libtards for four years pouncing off $150,000 in ad revenue by some Russian supposed people that supposedly swayed the whole election. But here we have $60 million and nobody's talking about it. It's okay. It's totally okay. Totally fine. New Venture Fund, Arabella, Pine. Oh, can we keep going? You know, State Capital, State Street, whatever. <laughs> so many of them. They're all the same, same damn company. When are we going to go down to Orange Street in Delaware and just pull those records? I mean, how long do we have to wait to get that done? How long? Does someone have to commit a crime and break in and get it? How long? It is the most insane thing. Turkish defense, right? Biden, right? Both Hunter and Joe have great ties to these big lobbying firms. I mean, you get, you spend 60 millions on lobbying for media moderation and fact checking. You get yourself a spot as, uh, you know, secretary of energy, but you know, <laughs> Capital Council has worked with TAI, which works with Greenberg Tarig, and uh, they were the ones, okay, this is according to FARA stuff, right? They were the ones that, um, you know, influenced and lobbied to get a renewed contract uh, for the um, what, the Turkish defense company, TAI, TAI. I mean, it's the most insane thing. Like these people are buying their way into everything. They they have everything. We have um, Pelosi. So I showed you how, you know, that one company, Iron Security, got, you know, COVID loans. Well, what about Pelosi? Pelosi's done it too. Um, Rioff, uh, XX LLC, commercial real estate. She has a ton. She got a ton of loans too. Well, what's going on? We have Revolution LLC, 
pushing for everything. They're the ones that own clear. They're pushing for these coronavirus passports. They're going to make a shit ton of money. One from the apps. Wait a minute. You want to hear something even crazier? Did you know that um, Revolution LLC, well, the company, okay, Skull Foundation, which is with Revolution LLC, was actually invested in, you know, by Jeff Bezos, right? And that higher ground labs actually got money from Walmart. These are all corporation funded, owned, driven companies. They have taken over our government. Our government are the corporations. And until you realize that these idiots that you think are in elected office are actually doing something, Oh man, I can't believe you guys still think that. There are people that actually think that Kamala Harris and Biden, that they all, you know, are politicians and that these senators and Congress people are actually doing something. If they were actually effective, they'd be blamed for a lot of stuff like kitty diddling, money laundering, you know, they usually get them with schmear campaigns, right? That's the thing. Schmear campaigns. Corporations. That's who you need to look at corporations. You are now good. You are now consumed. You are no longer the consumer. You make them money and therefore they own you. Tell me that it's different and it's going to be down to your DNA. So the next thing they can do is make sure you're walking, typing, reading, Because they'll be right inside you. Oh, we won't check. We'll just check to make sure that where you're working remotely, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing and not slacking off so that we can pay you. That's exactly it. Far-fetched? Far-fetched? I don't think so. Everybody who has put money into swaying the 2020 election, like the Biden fight fund, right? has gotten a position within his cabinet. Generals, admirals, big, big mega donors. So crazy. Paloma Partners, have we talked about that? About Sussman? I think, oh, I didn't talk about it with you guys. I was on a show um, in another country because I do guest shows in other languages in other countries. I just don't advertise them all the time, right? Um foreign speaking. So you know what I mean? But, um, he bought a shit ton of oil and gas companies. Mm-hmm, he did. Occidental Petroleum. He bought tons of shares. So you have to think he killed our, um, ability to be energy independent, but his people and the companies that he's linked with are buying a lot of oil stocks and energy stocks. It makes you think, what is really going on here? I am very confused. How is this happening? I'll tell you how it's happening. They're letting them do it. They're letting them take over our nation. They're letting them. And that's what sucks. The sooner you realize you are not free, the faster we can fix this the faster we can fix it. If you can realize that you are not free. So let's take a listen to this report. I mean, Epic Times did pretty good on this. And it's a nice recap of that's what's up. Um, 
and how other states are hiding nursing home data too. I thought it was quite fascinating. Quite fascinating that I know we're looking at New York. But I'll tell you what, damn, here we go. The Biden administration is ending another Trump-era immigration rule. It announced yesterday it will now accept certain immigration applications, even if they aren't completely filled out. The Biden administration announced Thursday it will end a Trump-era rule that automatically rejected certain immigration applications. During the Trump administration, U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services would reject applications for asylum or immigration benefits when a blank space was left on the forms. Examples of fields that might be left blank include middle name, passport, or travel document number, and other names used. The USCIS confirmed Thursday that for all forms, it has reverted to the pre-Trump policy regarding blank responses. The Heritage Foundation's immigration policy tracker shows that President Biden has reversed most of Trump's immigration policies. That includes stopping border wall construction, limiting ICE agents with narrower guidelines, and suspending most deportations for 100 days. Democratic Senator Joe Manchin gave his reaction after touring the border Thursday. And what we're seeing today, and the mass of people coming, especially the children, uh, it's something that's going to continue until we do something about it. He didn't blame Trump or Biden for the current crisis, but he said that the United States should be vetting asylum seekers before they come. He said it's safer, more humane, and more cost-effective. How how is that going to happen? Well, we're going to have to be what might, some people might interpret as being very difficult, very strong, very, very tough. And by being tough, we're going to be tough on crime. And U.S. authorities are working with Mexico to identify who dropped two young children off a border fence earlier this week. Human rights group director says, don't be fooled. Human smugglers aren't doing children any favors. It could result in serious damage. They could have fractures from the fall. And in worst case, they can die from a fall from that height. Border Patrol also found a group which included over 80 unaccompanied minors in Arizona this week. Most were from Guatemala. President Biden tapped Vice President Kamala Harris to lead the efforts to curb the flow of migration. The White House says she's currently only focusing on the root causes of migration, not the border. A mother tried to protect her nine-year-old son who was killed in the mass shooting near Los Angeles this week. And the suspected gunman apparently knew all of his victims beforehand. Here are the details. Authorities found out that the suspected gunman in Wednesday's violence knew all of his victims and had a family relationship with at least one of them. There were three deadly mass shootings in March, but the shootings in Orange, California is a little different than the other two. The shooters in Georgia and Colorado are believed to have killed their victims at random, but in the California attack, the suspect knew the victims beforehand, according to officials. A spokeswoman for the Orange Police Department. All right, let's stop right there one second. Let's just correct the record here. They were not random. In Georgia, it was a soy boy that was paying for sex. It was not a hate crime against Asians, right? That was bullshit, right? He was paying for the prostitutes, the victims of human trafficking that the pimp and his wife were holding against, right, at the massage parlor. He shot up the pimp and the wife and then all the hookers. That's basically what happened, right? Not a hate crime. Not a hate crime. Now, in Colorado... (laughs) I mean, what version are we supposed to believe? 
said the preliminary motive is believed to be related to a business and personal relationship which existed between the suspect and all of the victims. Police said they're not releasing the names of the victims until the families are notified. Authorities said the surviving victim was a woman who worked at the business when the shooting happened. She had cradled her son in her arms as he was fatally shot. The suspect in the California shooting has been identified as Amanadab Gaxiola Gonzalez, who is 44 years old. He was critically wounded in the attack, but it's not clear if he wounded himself or if police shot him. Gonzalez drove a rental car and stayed at a motel in Anaheim, which is next to Orange. According to police, he locked the two entrances of the office building with bicycle locks before the attack. The shooting happened around 5.30 p.m. Police said he targeted people at Unified Homes, and the police released a photo showing the gunman inside the business, wearing a bandana and holding what appears to be a semi-automatic handgun. Police say his backpack contained ammo, pepper spray, and handcuffs. The suspect has been arrested, and an investigation is ongoing. Pennsylvania Representative Mike Kelly and GOP colleagues are seeking information about nursing home deaths from the CCP virus. Kelly says they've sent repeated requests to four states, but they aren't getting any response. Pennsylvania Representative Mike Kelly told the Epic Times he's sent four states multiple requests for data on nursing home deaths and hasn't heard anything. He and a group of GOP colleagues are asking Michigan, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and California for the information. Critics say these states use similar approaches to New York Governor Andrew Cuomo. Cuomo required nursing homes in his state to take in residents infected with the CCP virus. Critics say this caused many additional deaths. Cuomo is also accused of hiding the number of deaths caused by the virus in nursing homes. The FBI is investigating him. The other four states all have Democrat governors. Kelly says his state of Pennsylvania had almost identical policies to New York. He says the only problem is we can't look at the data, and because of that, he has real concerns that something is going on that should not be going on. And again, this company, Jacob, uh, Jacobs Inc., has purchased consulting firms in each and every one of the states that they're investigating about the deaths at nursing homes. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting? Rachel Levine was Pennsylvania's Secretary of Health before she joined the Biden administration. She testified that there's a time lag between the time of deaths and when they get reported. Local TV station 11 News reporter Angie Moreski says the missing data goes back to May. Kelly says that when data is too old, it becomes useless for steering policy. He questions if the officials involved wanted to put out a certain message, and it didn't matter if they had the facts to back it up. President Joe Biden has yet to give the traditional presidential address to Congress this year. The annual report traditionally occurs at the beginning of the year. Biden held his first press conference over two months into his term. He has yet to meet in person with a foreign head of state and hasn't given the annual State of the Union address to Congress. Yeah. I want him to meet with a foreign head of state. I want him to give a state of the union, which he's not doing, right? Our president gave us a state of the union. Why? Because you can't control other foreign governments. You can't control their information. You can't make sure they won't say, um, that's not him, or he's not well, or shoot. Let's do it. Let's get rid of the United States. That's what happens.
because we are in danger. We don't feel safe. I don't feel safe in Biden's America. Do you? This is Biden's America. Remember, I used to play this a lot during the election. I want you to see it now with fresh eyes. This is a movement, I'm telling you. They're not going to stop, and they should not. These people are tearing up our lives. Third straight night, Portland police declared a riot. The vast majority of the protests have been peaceful. Over the weekend, 59 officers injured and 47 people arrested. New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio announcing a proposal to cut a billion dollars from the New York City Police Department. We need to completely dismantle the Minneapolis Police Department. No, we're not. We can see it. We can't have health access. I'm pissed. I have to pay over a thousand dollars. Exactly. I know. (laughs) So weird. One thousand dollars and 17 cents just to insure myself and my daughter. What? And I have an ex astronomical astronomical astronaut. Like it is the most insane deductible. It's like, if I need to use that deductible for my health, mm, I might as well be on Medicaid. Like, seriously, though, you know, I couldn't transfer my insurance to my child. There has to be an adult. You can't just buy health insurance for a kid rules and stuff. So now I have to pay for additional health insurance for myself, which I already have, so that my daughter is insured, which means it's going to be higher. Oh, my gosh. But they don't care. Right. So that's one. My deductible is insane. It's seventeen thousand dollars. Who who is going to spend seventeen thousand dollars out of pocket before it kicks in? And the kick in part is that I only pay 30 percent. Are you kidding? Are you kidding? And then you buy all this insurance and it's like, yeah, but there's a waiting period for this. The only thing that (laughs) that I'm going to be able to use is like dental cleanings and to get some new glasses. That's basically it. I mean, it's just terrible. It's so terrible. Like, come on. Terrible. Health. So, like, let's talk about safety locally, right? To yourself, right? How many parents out there right now can't afford medications for their children that have diabetes type 1? Tons. Tons. I can't get an EpiPen, which I should have on hand because of the type of blood type I am. I have hypersensitive allergies to certain chemicals that are on fruits. I have to clean the crap out of my fruit, which is something that I should be more careful of because I'm the type of person that's in the supermarket and will grab a grape or a strawberry and eat it while I'm shopping, which is the worst thing I could do, but I do it. Regardless, health. I don't feel safe. I don't feel that I can help myself, right? What else? I'm being threatened to not be able to protect myself. They want to take away my second amendment. I'm not allowed to say what I want. My freedom of speech is attacked. I'm vilified if I don't say what they say. And if I don't bend the knee, I'm vilified for my own personal safety by people that they have brainwashed to think that's normal behavior. 
Now let's go on a more national scale. I'm terrified of the uh, mass infiltration and invasion at my southern border. They're bringing in people that we don't know what they want to do. They are invading our borders. They are bringing in children like crazy. This is all coming in through our southern border. On a national level, I don't feel safe. I don't feel safe to have my money in a bank because the banks apparently can shut it off whenever they want and then you have to fight for it. Um, you know, I don't feel safe to be a homeowner. I'm not, but if I was, I'd not be safe because the government can demand that I allow people to squat and then hold me accountable for my payments. I don't feel safe because the government is taking my taxes and funding riots with it. I don't feel safe because they can move things cross border, but I can't walk across a state border because they said so. I don't feel safe because I'm forced to wear a mask. I don't feel safe because people want to inject me with things. I don't feel safe. I also don't feel safe as an American citizen because the rest of the world knows that we have no leader in office. The rest of the world knows that we have an incompetent commanding officer. The rest of the world knows that there is a rift in our military ranks. So I don't feel safe. I don't feel safe that my data and my privacy are protected, not only against domestic, but foreign threats too. I don't feel safe at all. This is the most unsafe I've ever felt. I feel safer out in the desert with no guns and no underwear, you know, when it's 40 degrees than I do every day when I wake up and this supposed administration is in power. I do not feel safe. I don't feel safe. I don't feel safe that foreign leaders can't speak with my president, which means that he is not able to speak. I don't feel safe that there are other countries that have massive power that can come in and invade and we will do nothing. I don't feel safe. It's pretty much it. I don't feel safe. This administration doesn't make me feel safe. The previous administration made me feel invincible made me feel, President Trump made me feel like America was on top of the world. He walked into meetings and he was the boss. He commanded the stage. He put American needs first. He said, you're not going to tell my country what to do. I felt safe with President Trump. I felt safe with him. When North Korea was threatening to bomb us, I felt safe. Even when he joked around my buttons bigger than yours, I felt super safe. I felt safe that my kid would be safe in school. I felt safe that my money was safe in a bank. Even if the bank was corrupt, he would make sure that I was okay. I felt safe because I had transparency and prices going to the hospital so that I can make sure that I can balance my budget. I felt safe that I can negotiate my health insurance prices. I, I felt safe because I can negotiate my pharmaceutical prices. I felt safe because he built a wall. I felt safe because he protected un children with no faces and no names. I felt safe under President Trump, under President Biden. I feel terrified. I feel like someone's dropped me off and I'm drifting off into space and anybody can play target practice. That's how I feel. That is how our nation is. We are not safe in a Biden-Harris fake administration. The corporations are in charge. They can turn your internet off. They can turn your banking off. 
They can turn your water off. They can turn your electric off. They can boot you out of your house. They can stop serving you food, coffee, and buying food because they feel like it. I don't feel safe. And where are our members of Congress and Senate, both state and federal, to say, my constituents don't feel safe in this administration. We have to do something. I don't feel safe that two women that were appointed as combat generals sat there standing behind a non-existent Biden that obviously is not in his faculties and accepted that. How could they take orders from someone like that? That is a betrayal of their oath. Remember your oath. I don't feel safe. This is not a safe country anymore. I'd feel safer in the Congo. I'd feel safer in Uganda. I'd feel safer. Name a third. I'd feel safer in Venezuela. At least I know where I stand in Venezuela. Here. Here. I know I'm at the mercy of corporations. And that's true. They have infiltrated every single facet of our life. And now they want to take your genetic facet to be able to hold you accountable for anything they want. They will be able to turn off things. They're already doing it. They're saying, I can silence you because I don't like what you say. And in the words of Tom McDonald, which was pretty awesome, there's a difference between hate speech and speech you hate. Here is a nice little clip of Trump versus Biden. Look at the difference. Because Donald Trump adds fuel to every fire. We condemn in the strongest possible terms this egregious display of hatred, bigotry and violence. It has no place in America. Because he won't stand up to any form of violence. To anyone who acted criminally in this weekend's racist violence, you will be held fully accountable. Antifa is an idea. Those who spread violence in the name of bigotry strike at the very core of America. He's got no problem with right-wing militia, white supremacists, and vigilantes with assault weapons. But many people in that group other than neo-Nazis and white nationalists, okay? And I'm not talking about the neo-Nazis and the white nationalists because they should be condemned totally. Racism is evil, and those who cause violence in its name are criminals and thugs, including the KKK, neo-Nazis, white supremacists, and other hate groups that are repugnant to everything we hold dear as Americans. Antifa is an idea, not an organization. Oh, you got it, Not militia. Antifa is an idea, not an organization. So then why was there a chapter that was letting people out for Antifa? How did a chapter have fund if they're not an organization? That's what we need to ask ourselves. I don't feel safe. President Trump made me feel safe. He made me feel safe. I don't feel safe. I can't trust the news that I'm getting from anyone. If I haven't seen it myself, I don't trust it. So here we are. Friday, April 2nd, the day after April Fool's, and we are supposed to be not fools, and we are not safe. And now this is so overwhelming, right? I mean, all these corporations is, have, have bought themselves seats within this cabinet. This president has been put there by corporations. They're silencing us left and right. We have people in Congress and the Senate that won't do anything. Like, where do we begin? And where we begin is where it all started, in our states, in our communities. 
I wanted to throttle the email that I got from constituent services from AG Yost telling me, we won't do it on a federal and state level. It's like, I didn't say that. I said, I want you to hold every freaking private business that forces me to either comply with a passport, to comply with a passport to use their services. That's against the law. That's medical discrimination. That is against the law. But they didn't address that. They addressed that the state won't allow it and that the federal buildings won't allow it. So you could still have access to state services, right? But maybe you won't be able to get Medicaid, right? When nobody's going to employ you because you don't have one, right? Oh, it's not us. It's the private corporations. Let's say it like it is. The private corporations are the government. I mean, nothing can stop what's coming. And people better get to the drawing board right before that union. Most of the power and even the power to be unified came from the states. I don't want to hear about new California bullshit. It's not splitting. It's joining. And the question is who? Just like children, right? I, I, I shared something on Telegram today. Just like children that are traumatized, we are traumatized citizens. And as traumatized citizens, everyone dreamed that someone's going to come and save them. Tell me what day, tell me when this is going to stop. Oh my gosh, this is so bad. Tell me, help me. You never even thought that in fact, you would be the one saving yourself as educated citizens. See, uneducated citizens are like children. Grown-up citizens are what you are now. You're starting to see it for what it is. You will have to save yourself. And the only way you save yourself is by joining forces with those around you in your community. You know, in 2000 and 2001, you were warned that a great war would have come and there would be the cities and the country. And you'll be surprised the seven nations that have formed an army in order to refute this world domination. Now, most of you scathing and upset at what you hear, don't mock. Why not? Why not? You expect what? That the people you listen to, they're going to save you? That they have insiders? Where are their insiders? Where did their insiders tell you that they were hijacking you? For all of you telling us, go off to those pages that are giving you hopium. I've given you the only hope, which is you need to get up off your ass. The president needs your help. And if you don't take a stand, you'll be a part of the cities. That's the way it is. Your insiders made a shit ton of money. What are they offering you? You need to do work. All of you have access to information. I've given to a lot of people access to the voter rolls. Have you sat there and pulled through to see, you know, who's alive, who's dead, who double voted, who didn't? That's something that you should be looking at. But none of you do it. You're waiting to just, you know, wait for someone else to do it. I'm doing it. I'm filing stuff. Everyone's doing it. Everybody is accountable. None of you are unaccountable. I'm also accountable. But for anyone, because I saw the troll. Oh, well, you knew about it. Didn't say anything. How am I supposed to say it? You wouldn't be hearing me now if I said it 10 years ago, the way it was supposed to be. You wouldn't, you wouldn't be awake now if I hadn't started what I started. You wouldn't know anything. You wouldn't have known anything that Patrick did. What? That we're not like Snowden, that the media embraced, that was chased around the world? Really? Because you think that was a bona fide whistleblower? 
then you still have a lot of thinking to do. You think Steve Pachenik is your friend? That's the thing. Everybody needs to get to work. Do you know how incredible it is to see you send emails, faxes, letters to your state legislators, your house, your Senate, and your AG? Fuck your governor. Send it to your AG. Send it to your state legislators, your state senators. Hold them accountable because you can pull their pants down real quick. They've got a small population. And one little nice billboard going around in your neighborhood with all their connections to, I don't know, people like Wexner, for example, in some counties, boy, you'll see how quickly they change their mind. Blackmail is a very good motivator. And you don't have to blackmail them. You could just say, listen, you don't do this. The whole world's going to know about it. And even if you do do this, right, maybe they'll be nice about it because either or, this shit's coming out. That's the thing. You don't need to um, blackmail. You could tell them, I found this on you. Now, you're either going to do it so people can forgive you for associating with these people and taking their money, right? Like from the AFL-CIO. Or I can push this forward and then ask my local district attorney to investigate the money you got from this guy and this guy and this guy and this guy. That's the type of homework you should be doing. Now, in states where you have corrupt attorney generals, right, you can't do much. So you focus on your state, House, State, Senate. And uh, for those of you in big cities, focus on your city council, your county commissioners. Those are the ones you need to count. Go get them. The minute you start at the root, damn, that's how plants grow. They grow from a stem that has a root. And if your root is watered with love and affection for your city and your state, boy, no one has power over you. And that's the thing. If you remember when George Washington said we need to unify, what did the other states complain of? That they're going to lose power. Power over their people. It was more of, I want to govern rather than whatever, than have you govern. They're like, why don't we share that we're all unified under basic rights, inalienable rights, you know, and the Constitution, and then you guys do it on the local level, and you can always separate if you want to, right? That's the thing. It's inevitable what's happening. And they will lose. They do lose. But the thing is, you should be doing something. That's the thing. You should be doing something. So, you know, right now I have eight lawsuits up in the air. Eight of them. Eight of them. And the eighth one is actually going to be filed. Eight of them. Eight of them. Eight. Each and every one of you can do the same thing. You've got a dirty mayor in your city. Point that out. Put it out. How do you point it out? You file shit. You just keep on filing. But what if I lose? Who cares? You filed it. And then the next person will file it. And the next person will file it. And the next person will file it. You tell them, I know you took money for Wexner. Wexner's linked to Epstein. Why did you get this money? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to give you an ultimatum. You're either going to do what is good for the people and die on a righteous sword, because this is still going to come out, or... You can die on the sword of being associated with a pedophile. You pick. Because they'll say, oh my gosh, he like totally helped the people, but he was funded by a pedophile. Redemption, guys. Redemption. You tell them you have this. You did this. 
this is still going to come out. But you can decide how it's going to come out. That's what you have to do. You were elected, Bozo, to be my state legislator. What are you doing? Well, you know, I can only do so. You're not doing your job. Your wife and kids are great. Soccer mom, yoga, the whole nine yards. What about my family? We don't get the soccer mom. We don't get the yoga. We're struggling here. You get, you know, state-funded health care because you're working for us, but you're doing nothing. Move your butt because I'm going to get together with another 10 neighbors of mine. And those 10 neighbors are going to get with another 10 neighbors. And this is how we fix it. That's the way it is. We don't have to be on opposite sides with the left. We don't. They're on the same side. We are all on the same side. Today, I posted an article by BuzzFeed, where BuzzFeed, BuzzFeed was like, yo, what's going on here? So John Sullivan, six count indictment right? He's been at three shootings and recorded all three of them. (laughs) All three, even on camera said that he had a knife. He brought a weapon into the Capitol. He's out free on bail, supposedly, right? On bail, supposedly. Part of his conditions is you're not supposed to have a smartphone, can't be on social media and stuff, right? He's still on social media. I showed you a video that he made the other day. And then he's on InfoWars, of course. All the corrupt clowns attract themselves there and they bring him on. And he's on there. That's a violation. But the judge was like, yeah, I don't think that proves that he broke, um, you know, his agreement of not being on social media and having a phone. Are you kidding? Yet we have people like Freddie Klein sitting in jail with no bail. Are you kidding? We have oath keepers that were hired as security and simply because they were there, they're in jail with no bail. When they never said I had a gun, where they didn't videotape right up close and personal where someone was getting shot. Are you kidding? Yet it's okay, right? It is what it is. That's a problem. But instead of complaining about it, we have to organize and do something about it. And that doesn't mean going out for rallies. Why? Because they will infiltrate every single one of them. They will create one of the biggest shootouts there is and blame it on you. They will, they're probably already manufacturing double profiles for people that are going to be out there that are hired guns to kick it off just in case they get caught. That's the thing. And you know what sucks? Is that we have like a group of 100 people and only like 10 are legit fighting for America. And unfortunately, they mingle with these 100 people because you can't tell the difference. Why? Because the other 90 are simply faking it because they're controlled opposition. Controlled opposition. You know, I saw a funny post of, um, you know, one of the circle jerking groups, right, uh, of Q decoders that are the best or whatever, saying these people are all shills. They're all, you know, nin, 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 nin. and it's like, um, and they all share each other's information and bounce it off. It's like, but you guys do the same thing. The only difference is, is that they get guests to beef up their views because they have nothing to say. And that's even more terrible. When they're cannibalizing each other. But that was the whole point, guys. That was the whole point of me sparking it. Because they will cannibalize each other. They will show the world, each and every one of them, what they are. Because when someone tells you who they are, believe them. 
believe them. And I can tell you one thing. I have never felt more unsafe in a nation than I do now. And I've been to some, some third world nations. They have infiltrated every facet of our government. We have a handful of people in Congress and a handful of people in the Senate that are trying to do things. But it's the people that they need behind them. You know, the reason that Eisenhower had people see where the Jews were burned was so that people don't forget, right? It's so people don't forget what happened, yet you've already forgotten. Because most of the history that's been told to you is fake. It's been skewed. Even mythology is skewed. And this is why I say it's down to your gut. Because think about it. Right now, the corporations have the power to do whatever they want. Unchecked unchecked toilet paper prices are now going to um uh rise up why well ebola is coming i mean we need more about that right unchecked completely unchecked and while all of you fall into these rabbit holes of oh my god look at the rescue happening here look at this you're losing the plot yeah it may sound great to feel that hope it may sound great. Oh, yeah, okay, the Calvary's coming. It may sound great. But that's exactly what it is. It's a distraction. In, um, I think it was 2015. Was it 2015 that I wrote that we're having a civilized civil war? It is going to be. Not one drop of blood. And it should have happened in 2001, but then they did 9-11 to evade it. <laughs> You know, thinking about it, it's like it was a good thing that it was a delay because less lives are going to be lost and more alliances are being formed and um, the people are for the people. But it's about to get really, really ugly. And when I say Red October, I really mean Red October. They're not going to like it. They are not happy. And the more we sit back and we let them get away with things, the more they pull. We have to use what we have in our possession, the laws we have, the means we have to put it forward. We have to make ourselves heard and break that fabric of silence. You know, what we're doing with the billboards, I mean, you guys are incredible. I'm like looking at it, it's incredible. And then I, the idea of the We Are The News it's going to be run by you, the people, not some fancy editor. You're going to dominate it because we are the news. We are the news. That's the thing. We don't need Newsmax, Epic Times. No one's going to tell you what's going on in your backyard. You're there. It's your backyard. And we need to get back into that. We need to take control of the narrative and that to be a narrative of transparency and truth. You have a phone, right? That makes you a reporter. You can go out on the street and ask people questions with your phone, record it, archive it. For those of you that can't video edit, you send it to someone within your group that can video edit and then you publish it. Real people, 
real news on the ground. Like, for example, in the Texas group, there's like over 500 people. That's 500 reporters right there to tell you what's going on, to tell you how this city council decided that they're going to do the mill levy like this and blah, 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 and they're going to raise your taxes. Uh, to another city whose electric went skyrocket. And then, you know, oh, do you know who else? Oh, yeah, it was Gina down the road. Let me go see Gina. Gina, show me your bill. I'll black out your name. Oh, there's a report. People start getting angry. Hey, we need to go to the city council and sort this shit out. This isn't happening. Not in our, we're paying taxes. You guys are sitting there because of us. Get your stuff together. This is how you get things done. (sighs) Almost instantly. Every single one of you organized, but not to cause trouble, not to burn cities down like other people do, not to infiltrate, but to take control back. And that's the thing. I've said this before. We are the news. And I mean it. And that means you. There is nowhere they can hide. I'm sure some of you are neighbors with state legislators, state senators, right? Your governor, your AG, boy, boom. You know, every time they yell, you know, every time their kid breaks a window with a baseball, you know, everything you can walk over. That's the thing. They want to take your guns. They want to take your freedom. They want to take your freedom over your own body. And they'll say, if you don't let us infiltrate your body, you won't be able to buy a cup of coffee. If you won't let us infiltrate your body, you can't come in here to Walmart and buy our, you know, genetically modified chicken breasts that are only $9 for like a couple pounds. If you don't let us control your body, you can't come and get the best granola for $20 at Whole Foods. If you don't let us control your body, this is it. They've taken every single freedom except the freedom that you have over your own body. They've taken everything that you can put out there, your information, your communications, your pictures, your video. They took that with 9-11. And now with the control of virus, they'll take the only thing that's left, and that's you. And that's the thing. It was all about getting a certificate of vaccination so they can monitor every single person tracking Biden so nice to say, well, we're not going to create like a centralized database of people that are vaccinated. That's right. It's going to be a private company that does that. <laughs> kind of like the one that Brennan set up in Belgium that is now in the United States. Wow. Mind blown. And the guy that's running it is a Brit that served in the British military. Co figure. And it's like, what? Like I said, you are the news. It's not the Star Tribune. It's not the New York Times. It's not Newsmax. It's not anybody. It's you. That's it. That is it. No other, no other, no other. Just you. And guess what? They don't like that. Now let's take a coffee break because I really need one. And let's remind ourselves of what our president had told us. Them may look back and ask themselves whether they've made the right choice, whether they've made the most of the opportunities they've been given. Together, we have the same mission. Over the course of your life, you will find that things are not always fair. You will find that things happen to you that you do not deserve and that are not always warranted. But you have to put your head down 
and fight, fight, fight. Never, ever, ever give up. Don't give in, don't back down, and never stop doing what you know is right. Nothing worth doing ever, ever, ever came easy. And the more righteous your fight, the more opposition that you will face. In your hearts are inscribed the values of service, sacrifice, and devotion. Now you must go forth into the world and turn your hopes and dreams into action. America has always been the land of dreams because America is a nation of true believers. When the pilgrims landed at Plymouth, they prayed. When the founders wrote the Declaration of Independence, they invoked our Creator four times. Because in America, we don't worship government, we worship God. It is why our currency proudly declares, in God we trust. And it's why we proudly proclaim that we are one nation under God. The story of America is the story of an adventure that began with deep faith, big dreams, and humble beginnings. The next generation of American leaders never, ever give up. There'll be times in your life you'll want to quit, never quit. Never stop fighting for what you believe in and for the people who care about you. Carry yourself with dignity and pride. Demand the best from yourself. The more people tell you it's not possible, that it can't be done, the more you should be absolutely determined to prove them wrong. Treat the word impossible as nothing more than motivation. Relish the opportunity to be an outsider. The more that a broken system tells you that you're wrong, the more certain you should be that you must keep pushing ahead. You must keep pushing forward. And always have the courage to be yourself. America is better when people put their faith into action. Pray to God and follow his teachings. Today, each of you begins a new chapter as well. When your story goes from here, it will be defined by your vision, your perseverance, and your grit. You will build a future where we have the courage to chase our dreams no matter what the cynics and the doubters have to say. You will have the confidence to speak the hopes in your hearts and to express the love that stirs your souls. As long as you have pride in your beliefs, courage in your convictions, and faith in God, then you will not fail. As long as America remains true to its values, loyal to its citizens, and devoted to its creator, then our best days are yet to come. May God bless the class of 2017. May God bless the United States of America. And I just want to let you know that God blesses you. And I want to just say, you are special in every way.
God bless you, and God bless America. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Thank you. Thank you. So that's key to never, ever, ever, ever give up. Because when you do, it's just you're just letting it all happen without any fight. You're rolling over, basically. And that's the thing. It's so horrific to watch the people be castrated from the power they have. To believe that others have power over them when they don't. Truth is almost like the hope diamond. (laughs) Super, super rare. Very rare. Now, there are a lot of things happening on in the background. I mean, like I said, I've got eight things going on in the background. And, you know, you guys only know about two. Only about two. But um, uh, things are coming to light. And they're coming to light as much as they allow them because you still think that you rely on the media to give you the news. And just like you rely on the government to be free. The White House hasn't scheduled a date for the speech. Press Secretary Jen Psaki says Biden is considering it. He is definitely considering giving a joint joint session address. I can't wait till we finally announce this because I know you all really want a date. Biden said he would give the address in February. Psaki says there was never an official date. Nancy Pelosi blames the delay on the pandemic. She says the sergeants at arms and Capitol physician are involved in the decision and that Congress will extend the invitation when the president is ready. Biden's chief of staff, Ron Klain, said the administration wanted to get the pandemic-driven spending bill passed first. He also noted that the speech would be held shortly after that. Biden signed the bill on March 11th. Pelosi says she hopes the address will come soon. If you're concerned about the number of executive orders going through, you're not alone. Utah Senator Mike Lee is, too. He says the U.S. president has had too much power for far too long and that it's unconstitutional. He spoke on Wednesday about efforts to give some of that power back to Congress. President Biden has issued 37 executive orders so far. On January 20th, just hours after his inauguration, Biden signed 17 executive actions covering immigration and a wide range of issues. Between 2017 and 2021, President Donald Trump issued 220 executive orders. And going further back over their two terms each, President Barack Obama issued 276 and President George W. Bush issued 291 executive orders. It's resulted in the excessive accumulation of power in the hands of the few. It has gored Republican and Democratic oxen alike. Uh, It is ultimately bad for the people, uh, and, and it is a nonpartisan and bipartisan issue at once. When political decisions are being handled by executive branches, how does the people's will get translated into government action? Senator Mike Lee voiced concern at the Hoover Institution Wednesday. And the people are taken completely outside the process. And and then it's not only anti-constitutional, but it becomes fundamentally anti-democratic. In February this year, Lee introduced a bill, the Article I Act, to reclaim congressional powers. The Supreme Court unanimously dismisses Florida's water lawsuit against Georgia. It ends the long-running legal fight between the two states. The case involved two rivers in Georgia. Both of them joined to form a new river at the Florida line. The court rejected Florida's claim that Georgia uses too much water from its rivers and that the alleged overuse has decimated Florida's oyster industry. Now, that was important to listen to. So we've got two states 
of the same country filing lawsuits against each other, right? Lawsuits. So Florida is like, yo, Georgia, you're like taking super advantage of the water in the river and you're killing my oyster industry, right? Wait a minute, what? Yes. Every state is a separate entity. See, I don't know where this has been skewed and I'm so glad that we just shed about 700 people on Twitch that were just, you know, moles and trolls. Because here's where we get into the sauce of it. Every single state is an independent entity. Every single one. They are separate in how they act, separate in how they enforce law. They are independent and only agree that they have a constitution. So as you see just from that statement, Georgia won over Florida in a lawsuit over water. Well, the water's running through Georgia, and Georgia has every right to use the water as they like. Florida is at the mercy of Georgia, so Florida's like, yo, Georgia, you're in trouble. You're using way too much, and Florida's like, but it's coming through me, and they're both mine. So you're asking me to uh, do something socialist, like give it away to you first? I mean, let's just put it into that perspective, right? It's like someone saying, you know, well, you have two homes and because of your two homes, I only have, you know, a shittier one because you're using all the wood. Well, I'm the one that made the home. So I'm just saying now every single state has its corruption. Don't forget, Florida was the one that had the monopolies on health insurance. So just because they've got some good people in now doesn't mean that they don't have snakes. Remember the guy that actually hired the guy to rig the first elections in the software is actually the speaker of the damn freaking house in Florida. But everybody keeps forgetting about Feeney, right? So let's not say that state stinks, this person stinks when your underwear stinks too, okay? Everybody's shit stinks. So every single state is independent. Now states can decide to cooperate with each other for a common goal. And this is why I say that you are the news. This is why I say we make the news. Now, you're going to say, well, Tori, if it's a people-powered news thing, how do we suss out fake news? We could be infiltrated by trolls. Yeah, of course. But if you live in, I don't know, uh, say, for example, for my county, I'm in Cuyahoga County, and there's probably 10 other people in Cuyahoga County on the Ohio group. And on the We Are The News Ohio page, Somebody from Cuyahoga County puts a story out. There's a nine of us that are going to read it first, right? Before it passes the smell test. That way we make sure that we're informing people correctly. We can organize like that. We can do that. We can bring the mainstream media to their knees because we're in charge. Because we said so. And because we don't need them. You are the news now. You don't need anyone making any fancy YouTube channels or creating these little pages for you to come and listen to them tell you stuff. I'm sure a lot of you have a lot to say. I know a lot of you have a lot to say. You have a lot to say about your city, your county, your state, experiences you have, your neighbor has, right? You don't need anyone. You don't even need me. I'm just a whistleblower. 
that decided to put things into perspective, not just for the people of the United States, but for the whole world. People in Australia are fucked. Excuse my French, but it's really bad for the people of Australia. New Zealand, well, that's, that's done. Africa, I cry every day for the atrocities that happen there. Like anytime I think of Africa, I get emotional. Canada, oh, they're mesmerized. And, you know, they are a monarchy. They might say, no, 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 we're independent. You're really not. You fall under the queen's command. You know, Germany, they're struggling. Greece, they're struggling. Italy, they're struggling. Man, everyone's struggling. When I told you guys to pay attention to Nur Said of Astana, Kazakhstan, I told you from 2018, why is the headquarters of the European Council there? Because it's the epicenter. Like someone even put in the group, Silk Road. See, that's the thing. You don't need anyone to tell you the news in your backyard. Yeah, we can have people in Canada tell us the news in Canada from their backyard. That way we make their issues more globally known. The people in Australia telling us our their news so we can put it out. The Voice of America isn't federally funded. It's people funded. We can do it. We're doing it. That's it. We don't need, you know, all these organizations and directors and whatnot. We don't need, you know, CrowdStrike to do our cybersecurity. We don't need a PR firm to put it out. We don't need anyone but ourselves. And I'm telling you, this is what they fear. And they will try to suffocate you. And you know what? Even though it's a grassroots event, you're going to see really quickly how quick those people that talk about pro-America will shoot you down. They're going to be the first ones ignoring you. And you're going to be so pissed, but that's going to, that should be your fuel to be even louder. When people shy away and say, well, I'm not, it's like, I thought you were for America. You're not going to promote our stuff. I thought you were pro-freedom. You're not going to promote our stuff. I thought you were pro this. You're not going to promote our stuff. Like I've even found in the telegram groups, which are all run by you. I have no running on any of the channels that someone who was a shill, you know, had infiltrated. And this isn't one time constantly infiltrates these groups so they can bring them to go to rallies because they need bodies. They need patriots. They need to set you up. They want you to go to these white lives matter things and all these rallies and these no no that's being a sitting duck everyone's monitoring your stuff how do you think they found these people from parlor mercer had his hand on everything fucking bongino whatever i could see your social media if i wanted to i could pull out your text i'll duplicate your file have facebook turn your real one off and then i'll put some other stuff that you never even posted. Like, I'm going to shoot someplace up. Uh, they're going to put it there. And then uh, what are you going to do? Say it's not mine? Facebook's going to be like, totally is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See, that's the one. All your friends are there. Totally duplicated. That's the thing. The only time I will go anywhere is when my president asks me to. That's the only reason I went to the January 6th one. Even though I was against it. Because I knew what they were planning. 
but it was important that I be there. And it's a good thing that I was there or else I wouldn't have seen all the players and how it played out. I would have been completely in the dark because not even the good guys want to say, shoot, we were duped. It would have been so much easier if they said it too. No hard feelings. We're all people. We're all people. And if you remember, all of December, I was like, nope. All of November, I was like, don't go to any rallies. Don't go into. And even when I said about Patriots, I was like, look, he said it. We're going. I'm going. You don't have to come. And I even said, you don't need to come, but I'm going. Because he said so. And I've said that how many times? And me and Millie had gotten his voice. She's like, you can't tell people not to exercise at first. I'm in my right. We need to go down there and march down there. And I was like, dude, we do that. We're going to be infiltrated. That's that they've already planned it. I mean, you saw the video. No, they're, we'll be careful. It's like, see, they're smart. They've infiltrated every single uh, uh, avenue they can. See, 700 of them dropped and now 700 of them are back. National, what is it? The Truman Security Council. So glad that Patrick Halley put that article out. That's a good reporter. And you know, I know a lot of you are probably like, well, if President Trump knew it was a hoax, he should have said it. Let's be honest. How would have that worked out? If he told you that COVID was just about get, getting you a certificate of vaccination ID, how would that have worked out? They would have 25th Amendment him within 24 hours, right? It would have been way worse, way worse, way worse. So the only thing we can do is accept that he had to. You know, a lot of people don't like that. Accept that he had to and understand why, right? You understand it. I mean, if you don't, then I don't know what to tell you. You understand it, but um, he's trying and he hasn't said 2024. It's going to be moving on along. Now, I want you to tell you um, that Biden put out an announcement a little while ago um, about infrastructure and jobs and building back America. I want you to see what he's doing. We're going to watch this together. And then I want us to see what he's doing. I want you to see what this is doing to the nation. And think about it, okay? What is this doing to the nation while he says this? Continue to implement that law in the weeks ahead. By April 7th, next week, over 130 million households will have gotten their $1,400 per person rescue check. Funds are on their way to local communities to put educators, healthcare workers, home healthcare aides, police, firefighters, sanitary workers back on the job. They're getting more aid for small businesses. We're also gonna hang an open sign again on the door to rehire folks that had to be let go. And in the months ahead, a new child care tax credit will cut taxes and provide help to millions of families with young children. There's nothing, nothing. I know you're tired of hearing me say this, but I mean, there's nothing the American people cannot do if we give them a chance. And the American Rescue Plan does precisely that. 
for hardworking middle-class folks at long last. Secondly, today's report also reflects the progress we've made on my other key priority, getting the American people vaccinated. All right, before we get into that, so the first thing is, is that he's saying that he's going to give more loans to small businesses, loans, not grants, loans. Another thing is that people are going to get their $1,400 per person check because there was a delay, of course. And then he's saying that he's giving a child tax credit, yet he's raised taxes higher than ever to small businesses, entrepreneurs, everyone. So he's basically taking money from someone else and giving it to someone else. And he's giving debt to small businesses so they can hire more people. So he's going to give them this so that he can take it, take it away with Ebola. I'm just saying. We've turned around a slow moving vaccination program into being the envy of the world. Yesterday, we set an all time record for Thursday vaccinations. And in a seven-day period, that was the first ever where we administered 20 million shots in in seven days. That's 20 million shots in a week. No other country has come close to doing that. So we made significant progress on that front, but the fight's far from over. We know that vaccines are safe and effective. We're vaccinating more people than any other country on Earth. We also have progress on jobs and progress on vaccinations. But in the face of this great news. Wait, did you hear that? Sounds very confused. So first of all, he gave out 20 million shots just for Thursday. Crazy. That 20 million people just walked in there and participated in an experiment voluntarily. Second, he's saying it was slow moving, but he's doing it rapid. Whereas in the UK, they're pretty much done. Then he said, just not, listen to what he said, made absolutely no sense. Listen to his discombobulated speech carefully. We know that vaccines are safe and effective. We're vaccinating more people than any other country on earth. We also have progress on jobs and progress on vaccinations. So we have progress on jobs and vaccinations. What? So He just spoke about supposedly jobs. He just spoke about supposedly vaccinations, but he's saying we're having progress on vaccination and jobs when he just spoke about that, supposedly. But in the face of this great news, I need also to make this clear and direct statement to the American people. The progress we've worked so hard to achieve can be reversed on the economic front. The benefits and the impact of the American Rescue Plan are temporary by design. So he says the progress can be reversed. Wait, so we're having progress on vaccines, we're having progress on jobs, but all of that can be reversed. Wait, is that a confession? It It is a rescue plan. But as we get the economy back on its feet, we need to do the hard work of building back better for good, for not just for a while, but for good, not just the short term, but for good. That's why I proposed the American Jobs Plan on Wednesday in Pittsburgh. It's an eight-year program that invites, and let me put it another way. I've heard from Let me put it another way. He didn't even say anything in one way to put it another way yet. Pay attention. This is what we have leading us. In Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, 
<laughs> where he talked about jobs. Oh, that's where Jacob just bought that consulting firm. <laughs> will be very interesting to see if they set that announcement up in Pittsburgh. From everybody all across the country about the need for infrastructure. How many times have we heard this is this is infrastructure week of the last four <laughs> years. About every second week was infrastructure week, but no infrastructure was built. That's because nobody would pass a bill. They wanted to give money to the symphony and the orchestra in their pockets and to bail out states like Illinois that gives IOUs for lotteries and New York, where the wife of Mayor de Blasio had spent all that money on some supposed nonprofit. That's why, because none of you would give money for infrastructure and corrupt cities, man. They pocket everything. There's potholes everywhere. That's because they're too busy paying top dollar to their friend that has the company that builds the roads and he pockets. So they're paying them $60 an hour. They're paying the worker $18 an hour and they're only getting half the work done. Stop. Well, this is an eight year program that invests in our roads, our bridges, broadband, airports, ports, and fixing our water systems. It's going to repair our VA hospitals across the country. Broadband, airports, roads are all the responsibility of the states in coordination with the federal government. What is the federal? Why does the president have to do that? It's the states. The state fixes the airport. The state puts bids in. The state has interest. Actually, it's even down to a city level of where the damn airport is. So why is he talking rubbish? Everybody knows how the infrastructure is built and how it goes. Like, what the heck? He's talking smack right here. He's talking to people that don't know how the system works. If you want to fix your road, if we want to fix the roads, for example, in Cleveland, the city of Cleveland has to create a budget. The city of Cleveland says this is how much we need to take for taxes to put toward the roads. Then they apply for the federal government to provide money to. That's how it's done. If Cleveland Airport needs to be revamped, the city of Cleveland or whatever county is responsible for the airport will look at their tax income. They will say maybe we need to up on putting more parking meters here. We need to fix this. So we need to pay for this. Now let's apply to the federal government and this. And since it's an international airport, we get from this fund and then we put it to work. It's not the damn executive office that does it. This is talking to people that are stupid, that don't know how shit works. Many of them are more than 50 years old and are in real need of help. It will invest in research and development to outcompete China and the rest of the world. Independent analysis shows. Outcompete China. Wait, I've got a video for that so we can end it right there. I'll see you guys on the weekend for sure. We're definitely doing movie night. We might do a Saturday show. Don't know yet. We have to see. But in the meantime, it's totally fine. I like fires. I like it when it's hot. I'm totally loving it when it's hot. So let's take a listen to what Biden had to say about money and infrastructure. China is going to eat our lunch. Come on, man. We want to see China rise. It is in our self-interest that China continue to prosper. They're not bad folks, folks. But guess what? They're not a they're, they're not, they're competition for us. A rising China can be a significant asset for the region and the world, and selfishly for the United States. We want China to grow. What are we? What are we worried about? Right? What are we worried about? Here's where he says this, though. So weird, right? Look. Airports, ports, and fixing our water systems. It's going to repair our VA hospitals across the country. Many of them are more than 50 years old and are in real need of help. It will invest in research and development to outcompete China and the rest of the world. 
Independent analysis shows that if we pass this plan, the economy will create 19 million jobs, good jobs, blue collar jobs, jobs that pay well. That's long term jobs for pipe fitters, healthcare workers, those who work in the steel factories and the cutting edge labs as well. The new report out this week shows that nearly 90 percent of the infrastructure jobs created in the American Jobs Plan can be filled by people who don't have a college degree. Yeah, we don't need that plan. Wait till we read it. That's what's up. So on that note, guys, I'm going to wish you a wonderful weekend. We're going to be reading now. And remember, everything's going to be just fine. And sometimes fires are a good thing. We need to torch some things just to get it down back. You know, fires are very cleansing for forests. They burn down the trees. They make the soil fertile. And boom, new life. That's how it works.